Sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace to you this day from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. So in our gospel text for today, we are again in the gospel of John. We have spent the last few weeks jumping around a little bit in the gospels. And this text is the traditional text for today, the fourth Sunday in Easter, commonly known as the Good Shepherd text. So in the weeks since Easter, there has been a couple of themes that have run through our gospel lessons as Jesus has appeared after his resurrection. On that first Easter day, just three days after the crucifixion, we heard that he appeared to the disciples in a locked room, telling them, peace be with you. Then a week after that, he appears again to the disciples in the same room, but this time Thomas is with with them, the one whom we have come to know as Doubting Thomas, he gets that bad rap, and he again tells them, peace be with you. Now last week we jumped out of our regular lectionary text, but again heard about Jesus appearing to some of his disciples on the road to Emmaus. And though they did not recognize him, if we listen to the dialogue of the text, we can certainly hear the fear and grief coming out. And that while walking, the two disciples do not recognize Jesus, but eventually they know him because of his speaking and the breaking of the bread. Each time Christ appears to those that know him, those that have spent the previous three years hearing him teach, watching him heal and cast out demons and perform many miracles. And what is it that we hear the apostles are thinking? Well, they're in fear. They're completely unsettled. It's as though the many times they have listened to Jesus talk about what would happen, they have not heard him. And in our gospel reading for today, we back up in the story to a time actually well before the Holy Week account, to a time when Jesus is teaching, this is in chapter 9, when Jesus heals a blind man who has been blind since birth. And after he heals the man, the Pharisees question this man over and over and over and finally driving him away. And Jesus finds this man with some of the Pharisees still closely by and he tells the man he has come into the world for judgment. And the Pharisees hear this and they question Jesus about this and he offends them. He actually names their sin but does not forgive it. He binds it to them. And then he begins to teach in our text for today, which is the only parable found in the Gospel of John, which he describes himself as the good shepherd. He tells you this in his own words. Now many a sermon has been given on the attributes of a good or a bad shepherd, but it is usually the case when we hear Jesus teach with a parable, what happens to you? Well, of course, you try to figure out who you are in the story. Now, Jesus is always the good shepherd. I'll give that one away. He describes himself this way, a vocation that in that time would have been very well known and understood. Shepherds were known for being absolutely devoted to all the needs of their sheep, their flock. They would literally lay down their life to protect them, to provide for them. The relationship between the sheep and the shepherd is linked, however, in that the sheep know the shepherd's voice and they trust in it. 
Now again, being a born and raised city kid, using the analogy of a shepherd is a little bit foreign to me. And it conjures up all kinds of images of what these people were, these outcast individuals, always in the margins of society, sometimes not well kept. But to the sheep, that doesn't matter. These people are everything. In fact, in Christ's own words, the shepherd is the way, the truth, and the life for the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd, sent by the Father, by the incarnation, to live in the fold, that is to live in our humanness. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. There is a key part of this text that stands out to me, and it's found in verse 14, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. So what is it to be known? Well, if we use Jesus' own words, isn't it to hear and to know the voice of the shepherd, or better yet, to trust in what we hear? But again, it seems that we either do not hear it or that we plainly disregard it time and time again when it comes to you. We listen, but we don't hear enough to trust in what we're hearing. That God is here and God has you exactly where he has promised to be, and that is in his Son. We do love to listen to the voices of the world around us and the demand they put on us, which is the voice of the tempter usually that comes and tells you you're not good enough for God's grace and you can never receive his mercy, his true mercy. And so we see ourselves through the lens of the devil's lives, which is actually our sinfulness, our distrust, which separates us from knowing God and knowing his peace. It is our own sinfulness that drives us to the need for other voices. Sometimes we listen to our own voice, our self-righteousness that boasts that we can live in the world apart from God and from each other. We have certainly found this out in the last year. All of this as the voice of the devil speaking to you, saying, you can be like God, idolize yourself above all others. This is the voice of the fallen humanity that started in the Garden of Eden when the serpent introduced doubt by saying, did God say? And ever since, sin and doubt has existed in our conscience and it has been passed from generation to generation. And then the devil pulls out the big guns and uses your own voice against you, which is where he likes to be heard. He comes to you in a voice that sounds like God And he will start to fill your head with desires and big questions like why and better yet, prove it. And he will convince you that your relationship with God is based on what you do. You'll hear this voice say, well, if you do this, then God will favor you. If you choose this, then you will be saved. But doesn't this also sound oddly familiar? Because the modern church is full of preachers speaking that message. And like the sheep, we follow it. We listen to it. This last week I was talking through this text with my wife Marnie and she sent me a GIF story, which is one of those little uh, 
movies that shows up in your email once in a while or maybe on your social media site. It shows a young shepherd boy helping a sheep get unstuck from a trench and he's pulling harder and harder and harder and finally the lamb comes out of the trench and prances up onto the ground and in the freedom of wild abandon he takes about three bounds and falls right back into the trench. Does this also sound familiar? Really, it's almost a perfect analogy to describe our own relationship with our good shepherd who comes into our lives and frees us from sin only to find that in our autonomous freedom we take about three bounds and fall right back into that sin. That is not the voice of the good shepherd. It's not the voice of Christ that tells you if you do this, then this happens. In fact, the voice of the shepherd is peace be with you. And better yet, he tells you this in a much different way. The voice of Christ comes to you through the work of the Holy Spirit and tells you it is, as in, it is finished. And you are, you are my beloved on whom my favor rests. And most importantly, for you, for you, I have done all this. Author Tim Keller gives us a little tidbit to chew on. He says, being loved but not known is comforting, but it is superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is what it means to be loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from all pretenses. It humbles us right out of self-righteousness and it fortifies us for the difficulties of life. Friends, Jesus is the good shepherd. And when we hear his voice, do you know him? Or is his voice just part of the many voices in your life? But Jesus knows you. He has come for the lost, for those that run away from him. For those who are hurting, and he has said, you are his own, you are part of his flock. If you are trying to see yourself as the sheep in this story, I'm here to tell you you are, but not because of what you do, but because Christ has spoken to you. In the same way that salvation comes, it comes only by his speaking it. Being known by Jesus is unlike anything else in your life. He leads you today to know his voice through the promises that claim you. The voice that came in your baptism and said, you are mine. You are my child, marked and claimed by my cross forever in the name of my Father and myself and the Holy Spirit. I give you this promise so that you would always know when I'm speaking to you and that you may listen and hear. Then Jesus sends the Holy Spirit out into the world and he calls and gathers all into the fold, all of God's people, all of you. And then he calls a loudmouth preacher like myself to come into your midst in his voice to tell you again that he has come for you. He has died for your sins and you are forgiven. It is in hearing this shepherd's voice that faith is made. 
And you too can come to confess, just like Thomas, my Lord and my God. Listen and hear these words again. Peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Because as your good shepherd, I, your Lord, lead you to myself. To be created anew this day and every day and that you may be free from the voice of the devil of death and even your own self. There is great peace and truth that comes from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Christ is your good shepherd. Now listen to him. Peace be with you. Thanks be to God. Amen.